Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. At Vince Goodwill on Twitter, he's now senior NBA writer over at Yahoo Sports. What are you expecting tonight against the Sixers with the Lakers? More of the same. I think they're just in a groove right now. Like Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid, as we as we spoke about earlier, yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup, but the matchup tonight will probably be LeBron against the Fires Harris. Harris drives on Crusoe. Hey! Fire shoots and makes it with 2.4 to go. The Lakers don't have timeout. Sixers lead by one. Caruso looking to inbound. Inbound, it goes to Davis. Davis dribbling with be there. He throws it up and no good. And the Sixers beat the Lakers 107-106 on a game-winning shot by Tobias Harris. Oh, yeah. We just want our respect. The Laker Nation want their respect. I want my damn respect, too. You got baby, that's why you ain't winning. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. 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 Ross Tucker probably in a good mood after uh, what occurred last night with his team in the NBA. Welcome in to BetQL Daily with you weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time, live on the Bet 1430 in Denver, also on the Bet 93.1 HD3 in Los Angeles, the Radio.com app, and also make sure you're subscribed to the podcast as well. Um, And check us out on uh, iTunes as well. Leave us five stars there. Ross Tucker, uh, I think you were stretching yesterday. You were searching for a second pick, and it was your downfall. It was your downfall, man. Notre well, Dame could have come through. Well, here's the thing. I I, I was kind of stretching with the Fats Russell Rhode Island one. <laughs> the Notre Dame one was the one I felt better about. So oh, oh, one okay. and one, it's fine. My boy Fats Russell, first name Darren. Eli doesn't even know that. Eli Hershkovich, our producer. They came through for me. They covered the seven, which was awesome. Thank you, Rhode Island basketball. Needed that. And, dude, Notre Dame could not make a three to save their life. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. Notre Dame's game is they drain threes. Like, that's what they're supposed to do. They could not make a three to save their life. They were like three for 19 or something. If they were just 30% from three – 
that bet would have won as well. So it is what it is. I mean, that, look, that's that's part of it. But when Notre Dame, who's got good three-point shooters, can't make a three to save your life, you're not going to win the bet. Ended up uh, doing a lot of player props in the NBA so much that I forgot to, to bet Eli Clemson, so I didn't do that. That one got home for him. Uh, I did well, four and two overall. It's just so weird. Like we're starting the show now. Uh, we'll break down the NBA card. Four games going on today, but like, last I checked, the totals aren't even up for the day because you don't know who's playing. So it's it's tough to give picks out hours and hours without uh, before the game start without having too much information, especially with player props too. Because once one guy's out, that changes so much as far as the usage goes uh, for a bunch of other guys. So Eli hit on Clemson, but uh, b- before we get into some of these Super Bowl props. I mean, Eli, if you want to jump in here, one of the biggest stories, obviously number one story right now in sports betting is about the Super Bowl props slowly trickling out right now. But college basketball, it's all about Drake, man. Still undefeated against the spread, 13-0. And I think Eli Herskovich has FOMO because he's tweeting uh, about people and trying to make them feel bad for keep hitting their bets, just going with Drake, back-to-back covers against Missouri State. I think Eli's got FOMO. He's mad he hasn't been on this Drake train. No, I've wanted nothing to do with Drake. They shouldn't have covered either of those games. Backdoor covered both of them. And by the way, I want to make a point to Ross. I want to use Ross is an example because Ross is saying, oh, Notre Dame can shoot threes. Yes, they can. And they didn't hit threes last night. But Ross brought this up yesterday saying, okay, you see an unranked team at home and they're laying a point against a ranked team. You take you take the unranked team. By game time, Ross, that line flipped. So just that perception, I just want to give that out to the, the audience because just because you're an unranked team and you're laying uh, a point, the line can change at any time. So it's not just Ross. It's everybody in the space sometimes that says that. I just wanted to say that point. Well, hold on a second, though, Eli. Oh, oh, I know what you're saying. You're saying you could have waited till later and gotten them getting points? No, just the philosophy that you should take a rank, an unranked team against a ranked team, right? And they're laying up points, so therefore the line is funking. You should take it. Money's going to come in either way, and money came back in on Vatek, unsurprisingly. So it's just that perception that, okay, because a ranked team is on the road and they're a dog, that there's value in the home team. No, that's not always the case. That's what I'm saying. So, okay, a couple things. One is, just so you guys know, I don't even have to do this show anymore. I've spent my whole mortgage on GameStop and Drake. (laughs) Uh, I put every dollar I have the last two weeks into GameStop and Drake. So, well, some people don't let you. Some uh, sites or apps aren't letting you do any trading with GameStop anymore. The man is trying to keep you down. Guess what? Points bet keeps letting me bet on Drake. So I'll just (laughs) go that route from now on. That's number one. Uh, Number two, I got to give Eli some credit. You know, that Clemson game, he said they'll win by two possessions. They won by right. four. That's pretty right. – dude, like, like when you – it's one thing to place a bet and the bet comes through when you're like, they're going to win by two possessions and they win by four. That's pretty sweet. In fact, he actually should have bet, like, I don't know, alternate line, you know, Clemson, Clemson minus three. You know, so, something – where he could have taken advantage of him knowing exactly how that game was going to end. He would have been so bad because he never, never takes the favorite. So he's, it, it should have been 
I should have bet it right away, right when he said it, because if he's on a favorite, that means he has a really strong opinion or or position on it. I don't, I don't know how much money he bet, but for Eli to step out and take a favorite, it, it says something about uh, his opinion on that game because it's always dog, dog, dog every single day. Yeah, well, and I got a favorite tonight, so hell's oh, open. look at you feeling good. Feeling good. All right. Uh, this is BetQL Daily live on the bet. Uh, a few great guests today coming up. We'll talk to Jim Sonis about Super Bowl Pro on golf. Does a great job covering that over at Number Fire. Our very own Ryan McDonough. He hosts the Radio.com NBA show, and uh, he'll drop by. We'll do a couple segments with him. Uh, really take a deep dive into the NBA, both conferences, and what's happening in this league. A lot of fascinating storylines going on. And Jordan Cornette, college basketball expert over at ESPN, will be here at the start of our number three. So, uh, Ross, I mentioned that these websites are trickling out with their different props, and the same thing happened over at PointsBet yesterday. And let's take a look at some of these player props. Just initial read, not the final week before the game. Every day we'll have, uh, we'll have plays on various props coming up next week. But they just started to post passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, all that stuff. So uh, initial thoughts on these. Uh, Pat Mahomes' passing yards is at 326 and the hook. And Tom Brady is at 302 and a half. Do you like either of those over under? It's a lot, man. Yeah. I mean, those are high. Yikes. Um, they know people want to bet over with this very high inflated total. Right. I I don't have a strong feeling either way. You know, I, I guess I would lean under for both. That's a lot of yards. And mm-hmm. I do think there'll be points in this game and the weather should be nice. And But that's a lot of yards to set the number at. So if I had to sit here right now, Joe, I'd probably go under. But look, you know, we've seen the history in a lot of these Super Bowls and Brady. This could very easily end up being a shootout, you know, 38-35, and they could both go, they could both go over. But my initial reaction is that's a pretty high number to set. So, of course, I, I'm sure part of the reason this number is so high is because – both of these numbers – is because you look at Week 12. Brady, 345. Mahomes, 462. <laughs> 462. So I, I assume that uh, Brady over the nine Super Bowls he's already played in, that because some of them start slow, he'd have a lower number there. Not the case. He's averaged 315 passing yards per game in his nine Super Bowls. 315. Against Washington, a pretty good defense. He threw for 381. I expect the Bucks to be trailing a good portion of this game at the very least. So if I had to play one, I would go Brady over because he is a lower number. I'm probably not going to play that Mahomes one. I mean, they could roll. Kansas City could crush them. And it doesn't mean Mahomes is going over 326 and a half. Well, if you remember that first game, Tyreek Hill had like almost 300 yards in the first half. I know. I know. He had like a ridiculous, I mean, he was on pace to break Flipper Anderson's record. So I don't know, man. Um, those are both – I think your instincts are right about if you're going to take one over, it's Brady. But then that seems silly. Like, you you know, you'd rather have Brady over Mahomes 24 more yards. Like, right. I don't know. Matt, well, 
if you uh, include the regular season, four of Brady's last five games, he's gone over 345. Yeah. So, and if they're going to trail, so I would go Brady over there. Uh, this one, I don't have a play on it. It's the number is interesting. Okay. Fournette versus Williams. Which one is going to have more rushing yards? Fournette is the heavy, heavy favorite. Minus 165. Williams at plus 120. So they're big into playoff Lenny. And I get it. Like he's been the back lately for the Bucks. First half of the season, he had 325 total yards. Ronald Jones goes on the COVID list ever since his return. Like, okay, no, it's Fournette time right now. And, and the question is, is that going to continue into the Super Bowl? Uh, last week, with CEH returning, he had more snaps than Williams. So Williams plus 120 looks pretty enticing. But in his first week back, if CEH has more snaps, what's he going to have two weeks later? Probably even more. And it's such a tough matchup against Tampa Bay's Rundy. Yeah. My, my initial reaction was liking Darrell Williams at the plus money. And then the way you just described it, Joe, I think you laid it out pretty darn well. I mean, because I was thinking, you know, two more weeks, Ronald Jones, his knee will be, you know, really good. Yeah. And that Jones could easily split the reps with Fournette. And Williams has been the more effective ball carrier than than Clyde Edwards, Elaire, CEH. But they're also getting Le'Veon Bell back for this game. Now, I don't know if they're going to even use him. I, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know how much he plays, if at all. It's kind of hilarious, isn't it? That it was only a couple of years ago, Joe, we were talking about Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown as the best running back and the best wide receiver in the NFL. And now they're both in the Super Bowl. And neither one of them played a snap on Sunday. They're, they're like, I don't want to say they're irrelevant, but they're not How big very was that relevant. story? How big was that story when Le'Veon joined the Chiefs? Huge. <laughs> it was massive. It's like he's not even a part of it anymore. People were betting uh, anytime touchdown for Le'Veon for a bunch of weeks, and they realized, oh, yeah, they're not really interested in getting him involved. There are a lot of other uh, better players at this stage in their career I should bet on with the Chiefs. I don't have a play on it, but uh, my my gut reaction when I saw this on Monday was also Williams, but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know how much time he's going to get, how much run he's going to get. It was the other D. Williams. Last year for the Chiefs, remember he uh, he had over a hundred yards. Damian Williams for the yeah, Chiefs he could have been the MVP. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how about for the Chiefs receivers? Kelsey number one hundred two and a half. Tyreek ninety one and a half. You alluded to it. I think this one's pretty easy. For me, I'd probably lean Kelsey under. It's a lot of yards for a tight end. It is and Tyreek Hill over. Yeah. He, only needs, he only needs two plays to get over 91 yards. See, that's the thing. I've got the lower number with Tyreek at 91 and a half. Uh, week 12, <laughs> 13 catches, 269, and three touchdowns on 15 targets. Last year in the Super Bowl, he had 16 targets. So why wouldn't Mahomes go his way again? Get, give me Tyreek over 91 and a half for sure. Absolutely agree with you there. Uh, Bucks receivers, yeah, Godwin and Evans. Godwin is now the higher number, 74 and a half. Evans at 63 and a half. Uh, Evans, he's had some tough matchups lately, but you saw what the Bucs did. They made sure he wasn't going up against Jair Alexander the entire game, unlike that Saints matchup with Lattimore. Yeah. 
I kind of like I kind of like Mike Evans there. 63 is not that many yards. I feel like now I will say this. The secondary for the Chiefs is good. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like these these tight end prop bets a little bit more than I do the wide receiver prop bets. The corners for the Chiefs are good. I think the way you beat them is like the way the Raiders did with Darren Waller. I think it's going to have to be Gronk and Brait against Sorensen and their linebackers. Yeah, I think that's a stronger play. I do want to squeeze that one in. Brait over 28 and a half, really like that. The Gronk number is higher, Ross. I, I don't understand that, 31 and a half. Brait with the touchdown at 4-1 to one last week. That that was nice. Do you agree with Brait over? Brait over for sure, and I would even consider Gronk over. I think they're going to go to the tight ends a bunch. Beautiful. All right, let's talk more about these Super Bowl props and a little bit of golf with Jim Sonis next. This is BetQL Daily. Keep it locked into the bet. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mahomes takes a knee, and that is it. The Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. The road to repeat for Kansas City will run through Tampa. The matchup is set for Super Bowl 55. It's the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. Live on the radio.com app. Also, the bet 1430 in Denver, the bet 93.1 HD3 in Los Angeles here weekdays. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 Mountain in the a.m. at BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily. You know, Jim Sonis covers it all over at Number Fire. He's a senior writer and analyst over there. He's got you covered on football, baseball, NASCAR, golf. So we'll touch on a bunch of different stuff here as we welcome in Jim Sonis to the show. Jim, welcome in. 
I've uh, I've got to imagine that a, a small part of you was a little concerned that you were going to lose Pat Fitzgerald, AD Jim Phillips leaves to go be a commissioner of another conference. Like, what's going to happen with Fitz? Is he really going to finally make the jump to the NFL? There are a lot of rumors about Matt Nagy. You know, the Bears, some say that's his dream job to be the head coach. That's the only uh, spot he would leave for. How relieved were you when you uh, found out about that 10-year pack yesterday? I was actually most relieved when they said that he was going to be the head of, like, the college football coaches association or whatever it was was like okay he's not leaving that's good this is actually like i think it's like the third 10-year extension he's gotten or it's like (laughs) the third time he's gotten an extension that goes the next 10 years i was looking back at yesterday he got one in 2011 20 i think 2017 and this year so like i don't know if like his agent is really good at putting out like rumors that he's gonna leave or what but like it feels like there is someone very talented getting out these rumors because like if you know what he wants to do, it sounds like he wants to be there until his kids are there. It's pretty certain he's going to stay, but Hey, more power to you. If it's, I'm glad that he's still there. I just think that someone behind the scenes is very good at their job and making sure he continues to get these, these 10 year extensions every two years. Yeah. I mean, Jim, of all the programs out there to be given out 10 year extensions, <laughs> Northwestern, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Cause I mean, like it's wild for them to be in this situation where like that's justified, but it's just like the perfect storm of a guy who, you know, went there. Uh, he has the, it seems like the, the right mentality, you know, where he understands that he's not going to be able to get the best players and stuff like that. And it seems like the players buy in, you know, there was definitely some animosity when the, when the unionization was happening and like, there were some bad feelings between the fans and fits then for sure. And justifiably so, but uh, I guess he's been able to figure it out and get the players on board with him as well. So uh, it, I'm glad to have him around. You know, it's it's good to watch palatable football, even if the offense does still kind of make you want to pull your hair out most of the time. But it, it's nice to have that stability for sure. Jim, we're still 10 days out. I'm not asking for any final picks here, but just give us an idea of what your card is going to look like on a typical Super Bowl Sunday. Are are you still betting side in total with all these options for props? Are you more into the novelty entertainment stuff? How how many things are you going to have uh have rolled on Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> the novelty and entertainment stuff I'm really bad at. So I actively avoid that. Like I'm just I'm not very good. We do like games around it when we have when we were able to have people over i guess <laughs> not this year uh but like we do games around it but i can't bet it i'm just not good at that i like player props i have time to delve into them which is good and i think there are some pretty fun ones for this week but my favorite I, I love betting team totals like team totals for me are i think delightful because it's such a, an easy overlap between betting and daily fantasy which is where, which are the two areas where i spend most of my time studying so i will almost always have 18 total out there. I think for this week, I really think Tampa Bay under 26 and a half is going to be my favorite one. Just, I think that like when I look at my numbers for this game, they say the under is viable, but if I bet the under, it means that I'm betting against Patrick Mahomes scoring points. And that, that really frightens me. Even with Eric Fisher out, uh, even with Mr. Schwartz likely being out, that does still scare me a lot. I don't really want to do that. I value my sanity. I don't want to root against that. So I think the best number for me is 26 and a half under 26 and a half for the bucks. 
because I do see a path to a lower scoring game. I see a path to this Chiefs defense matching up well with the uh, with the Tampa Bay offense, given where Tampa Bay tends to win. It's with their outside wide receivers like Mike Evans. Godwin's in the slot quite a bit, and they could do have some success there. But their big chain mover is Mike Evans, and I think that meshes pretty poorly with the Kansas City defense. So I think that I prefer to still go at the more traditional markets, looking at the player props, uh, first touchdown score, things like that. But the number one for me is going to be, I think, that Tampa Bay team total under. Interesting, Jim. Uh, I'm curious, what what takeaways or lessons did you get just from this season in general? Any big takeaways you have going into next year? Yeah, I don't bet unders. They give me a heart attack. I really, like, again, I value my health. I really don't want to be sitting there sweating uh, unders. Like, if you look at, like, long-term profitability, most of the time we're probably more profitable betting unders. Like, that's probably factually correct. Uh, we have a guy in our analytics department, a number fighter, who ran, if you bet the under on every single player prop for the entire year, you'd spend a pretty good profit. But I know, realistically, I'm not going to bet every under. And I, it's a lot more fun to root for overs. So because I value my sanity, value my mental health, I'm just not going to bet unders. I tried really hard, at, you know, the first part of this year to, to find unders. I thought there was a lot of value in unders, but like, it's just so rough, like from a mentality perspective to bet unders. So I think that's been my big takeaway. Um, I have been working with a lot of modeling this year. Uh, I, I've done modeling before with NASCAR. I had not done it previously with football. So that's been a big thing for me is trying to integrate that. Uh, I've looked at modeling before from other smart people like uh, Dr. Ed Fang, my co-host on covering the spread. I've looked at number fire stuff, but building out my own has been a fun learning process. So I think that that's been a big takeaway for me is building my numbers, deciding when to trust them, when not to, but also just avoiding unders for the sake of my health. This is BetQL Daily on the bet. Our guest is Jim Sonis at Jim Sonis on Twitter. It's interesting because you're just talking about not betting unders, but what we've seen most years in the Super Bowl, you see these slower starts. And Brady, in his nine Super Bowls, somehow he's only scored three points in the first quarter. So over the years, one of the more popular bets that we've seen is a lot of people will lay the juice and they'll say that the second half is going to be higher scoring than the first half at minus 120. And that has been hitting uh, a whole lot over the years. Um, without a crowd, do you think it's going to be different? I don't want to get into the home field. We know it's going to be a corporate crowd. Uh, maybe a few more people on the Bucks, but not, a, not. I don't think it's going to be massive. Uh, are you thinking that the, the scoring is going to be different than most Super Bowls because it's not a capacity crowd? I don't know. I think it's tough to diagnose that because for me, I haven't really worried too much about crowds this whole year because like home field just effectively has not mattered. I do think the, the lack of crowds impacts scoring for sure. Uh, and I, I would guess that most Super Bowl crowds tend to be pretty tame relative to, you know, your, your average regular season crowd. So I would guess it's probably going to be pretty in line with previous Super Bowls, but I think that if you're talking about the first half versus the second half, the advantage of betting on the second half is that you have a very smart coach in Andy Reid and a guy who is going to make really good adjustments at halftime. So I would say if you're trying to look at things like that, I do think that there's an advantage in betting the second half there. Also, we think back to the, the Chiefs and what they've done in the playoffs the past couple of years 
It's been a lot of slow starts. They've erased that because they're so good. But you have that 24 nothing start against the, the Texans. They got off to a slow start against the Titans last year. They were down 9 nothing against the Bills. This is a team that gets better as the game goes along. And we saw it in the, the Super Bowl last year against San Francisco, too. So I do think that if you're looking to bet you know, a higher-scoring half, even though you are laying a lot of juice, the second half, based on the intelligence and the ability to make adjustments of Andy Reid specifically, I do think that's an interesting number for sure. Um, you mentioned the, the matchups a little bit, Jim, between the Chiefs defense and the Bucks offense. I want you to dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, how, if any, can Brady exploit the Chiefs D and or why do you think it's such a good matchup for the Chiefs D? Yeah, I think it's because like the Bills and the Bucks are very similar teams in the way that they're built. You think about the way the Bills win football games that spies Stephon Diggs just absolutely gutting you. And I think that was especially true this this playoffs with Cole Beasley playing on apparently a broken leg. They couldn't do a whole lot of work in the middle of the field via the slot, et cetera, et cetera. And you look at the composition of this Bucks team, they're kind of the same. I know Chris Godwin does operate a lot from the slot. That's a good thing. But the way that the Chiefs have gotten beaten this year defensively is they've gotten beaten by good run games. They've gotten beaten by fast wide receivers. They've gotten beaten by slot wide receivers. Now, Godwin does check two of those boxes. I think he ran a 4-4-2 coming out, um, and he does work from the slot a lot. But Mike Evans, not a speed wide receiver. He's the outside guy. When you look at the way they've distributed the ball since Antonio Brown came back or joined the team, and I do expect Brown to play next week, it's been through a lot of Evans. He has 39% of their the team's targets, at least 16 yards downfield. So when they're looking for chunk plays, they're going to Mike Evans. And the strength of this Chiefs defense is in neutralizing outside wide receivers. Stephon Diggs and John Brown combined for just over 100 yards in that conference championship game, even though they were throwing the entire second half and Stefan Diggs himself had got hundred plus yards in five consecutive full games prior to that. So that is their strength is neutralizing outside wide receivers. I think they are going to keep Mike Evans at least relatively in check. And if they do that, it's going to be tough for me to see the bucks moving the ball. That ground game is not good. They tried it really hard against green Bay to no avail. So I think that just the way things mesh with Kansas City's strength being something that can neutralize Tampa Bay's strength, I think that's a really tough mesh for me to see Tampa Bay really lighting things up here. Uh, With Jim Sonis here on The Bet, this is BetQL Daily. Uh, Jim, let's hit on some golf uh, before we let you go. Farmers Insurance Open starts today. If people are listening on the podcast, don't worry, it's never too late when we're talking outright, top five, top ten. You can live bet all that stuff. only thing, uh, if you miss, once it starts, is the matchups there. What should we keep in mind as we're watching this tournament over the next four days? Yeah, you need distance. Like, I think that when you look back at, at past events at Torrey Pines, it's been the Bombers who have done well. So it's the Bombers who are going to be guys who stand out to me. Specifically, I think Matthew Wolf. he is 32-1 to 1 right now at FanDuel Sportsbook, ranks 14th in distance the past 50 rounds. That is according to Fantasy National. He leads the field in approach the past 50 rounds to pretty good polo putter and a good putter in general. So he does struggle around the green, and that does matter here because it's such a, a tough course. But Wolf's a bomber. I think that he stands out pretty well. If we're looking at non-outrights, Cameron Davis, his outright number has gone down a lot. He was 65 to when he's now 47. I think that that's low enough where I'm okay avoiding. But the matchup bets, at least on FanDuel Sportsbook, have not shifted as much as the outrights. You can still get Cameron Davis at minus 108, heads up against Cameron Smith. 
Smith is not a bomber. He's a better putter for sure. So I think that's probably why uh, Smith is the favorite here. But like, I just think Cameron Davis is such a better fit for this course. So I think that if you're looking to live bet this thing, keep an eye on Cameron Davis. If you see his outright number start to come back to earth a bit, if it, if it slips, you know, 55 to one or something like that, but he's still got his good approach play. I could definitely buy in there. Also Sam Burns, at least interesting to me, he's uh, 80 to one at FanDuel Sportsbook. Another bomber guy who can put, I think that those guys are the ones I'm looking at most. If you're looking to, you know, not bet the, the super short guys for this weekend. So look, look for bombers. Um, who can also putt a little bit, and Burns and Wolf specifically are the guys that stand out to me there. All right, Jim, if you had to bet the Super Bowl right now, the spread or the total, have to, full game, which way would you lean? I think I, I know I'm going to violate what I just said, but if I'm forced to pick one, I think I am going to go under 56 and a half. Just because, again, uh-huh. my numbers say that. I think there are a couple of routes to it. I don't expect the Chiefs to struggle, but having no Schwartz likely and no Fisher in this game does impact things for sure. I think Tampa Bay will have a better game plan this time. So I know I'm violating what I literally just said five minutes ago, but if I'm forced to pick one, I would go under 56 and a half, and it's going to make for a very sweaty fourth quarter for me for sure. Jim Sonis at Jim Sonis on Twitter. Great work, numberfire.com. Jim, thanks uh, for your uh, help today. Best of luck with the uh, golf this weekend and the Super Bowl 10 days from now. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Good luck to you as well, and hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. Good stuff from Jim Sonis. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types, from the first-time bettors to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Coming up next, we'll take a look at Eli Hershkovich's college basketball card, and there's some breaking news in the NFL. Huge news. This is BetQL Daily. You are locked into the bet.